Coming live from Austin, Texas, USA is our guest this morning. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Greg Santos, co-president at Maverick Next, and he helps six-figure entrepreneurs under 30 scale and grow their business by providing mentorship with seven to nine figure business owners. Welcome to the show, Greg. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much, KJ. I'm very excited just to come here and add as much value as I possibly can. Thank you. Thank you. You will add a lot of value. So firstly, to understand people, for the people to understand who they are talking to. So first is what exactly is Maverick next so that they know what value you are talking to because we'll be talking about you know how to find successful people and where to find them and and so that they can you can network with so people are hugely interested in that the whole online business especially on linkedin is about networking with the right people so first your company and then we will also ask about richard branson who is helping you out in your project amazing so yes maverick next is a is a community or a group or a mastermind for young entrepreneurs who are under 30, who have at the very least a six-figure business, who care about growth, impact, and fun. Now, we're connected with another um, community. It's called Maverick 1000, and that has over 120-plus seven- to nine-figure entrepreneurs. And me and my business partner, we have our own network of really su successful people and it's actually really crazy to have found ourselves in the position that we're in and to have the opportunities that we have. And just, man, I can't wait to just dive in to exactly like our step-by-step. -step. Right. Right, Craig. So you see, you have a burning desire to have a positive impact on 5 billion people in your life. And that's, that's a huge thing. That's a great, uh, I would not say ambition, but that's a great mission. And I love that that's very inspiring you know the whole important part in life is to keep on trying to do what you love and and you have this great mission of helping people so i'll ask about how do you want to do that we'll be talking about how to build relationships and as i said how to where to find the right people successful people to network with but first you know just tell us you know so that people understand how did you get Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson, to support a project you are working on? Because that will speak that you are walking the talk. You actually have done it by getting the great man uh, onto your project. And that means you know how to network. So what you say, people will then believe you. Yes, definitely. So this requires a little bit of backstory. So I came from a household that had domestic violence. My dad went to prison four times. My mom didn't graduate from high school. My favorite uncle used to snort cocaine in my living room growing up. I was one out of four or five black kids in my middle school and high school. And after I graduated from high school, I had failed my driver's test three times. So my brother-in-law would have to take me to school. And he is a seven-figure entrepreneur. And he would play like these motivational tapes. And fast forward a year later, I hit a depression and I listened to these motivational tapes and it turns out it was Tony Robbins, right? So I listened to Tony Robbins and it was around that time I had my first mentor who was a millionaire in the 90s and he just happened to be at the sales job that I was working in. 
And I sat next to him. And for two years, I'd ask him questions about life, about sales, about philosophy, about relationships. And he'll tell me these long, like five to 10 minute stories at work about life and all the questions that I asked. And it was around that time where I heard the saying, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So I became very obsessed with finding other like-minded people. I started going to many events. I went to go see Tony Robbins. I went to go see many other really big influential entrepreneurs in the U.S. And what happened was I actually stumbled across, stumbled upon my business partner from one of the conferences. And throughout the pandemic, we she had her own podcast. So I was like, oh, I'm going to start interviewing people too because she was getting like seven to nine-figure entrepreneurs on her podcast. She had the founder of Reebok on her podcast. And I'm like, I want to connect with these people too. So I started my own podcast and I started reaching out to people. And then what we saw, what we found was when you had a group and you had a mission behind the group, it is actually very easy to get successful people to come speak to your group for free just because they want to contribute. It's what we found. This is going to sound counterintuitive, but this has just been our own experience. It's actually harder to pay somebody to become a speaker than to just invite them for free to your group. You know, KAJ, you probably have experienced that through your podcast. Like people want to come on and they feel so good. They feel super excited. But what happened was around December of 2021, my, or December 2020, we had this guy join a, we had, we we're running this free group. It was called the Innovation Mastermind, all about how to exercise your innovation muscles. And we had this guy join the group that I found from Instagram and he was kind of skeptical because he was like, he's like in his mid forties and here we are, we're like in our twenties and he's like, what kind of group is this? So he, he just drops his introduction video in our WhatsApp chat. So I press the YouTube link and the picture comes up and it's him next to Sir Richard Branson. And Richard Branson is like, I love, love his music and pours like water on his face. I'm like, what? Who is this guy? What the heck? <laughs> so then he's like saying how he's like connected with these people, with that person. And he kept mentioning this guy named Yannick Silver. And Yannick is friends, personal friends with Sir Richard Branson. They go to Necker Island every single year. And just through connecting with the right people, what happened was Yannick actually messaged my business partner Yasmina last year in September asking her if she wants to join Maverick Next, the young entrepreneur division, right? And she goes, Yannick, that sounds amazing, but I don't think I qualify to join, but I would love to see how I can best help you out. So he says, awesome, let's get on a call. And it went from, do you want to be a member to how about, do you want to run it? <laughs> so we start running this and we're like, okay, how do we get a lot of like young entrepreneurs in our community? And he's, and he's friends with Richard. And he goes, well, maybe we can do like this impact experience where we can pro provide like um, we can provide mentorship and opportunities for young entrepreneurs. And we host like like a, we, we have like a three day Necker Island experience. And he's like, yeah, I like that. I think we can get like media behind that. I think we can get press behind that. So he goes to Necker every year in April and we're like, OK, like is, is, is Richard going to say yes? What's going to happen? And we're like super nervous. And then we get a me and my business partner get a text saying Richard said that he's in, he's happy to support the project. And we're like, Oh my God, like that's so crazy. So we're going to be on his Island in 2023 and it's our, 
our approach has always been not going for the person directly, but who is in their close circle. So we went, we, we connected with the person who's just really, really good friends with him. So think about who is a big influencer that you want to connect with and think about, well, who do they follow on Instagram? Who are they connected with on LinkedIn? Who are their friends on Facebook? Who do they take pictures with? That will tell a lot about, okay, like this person may know them and focus on building a relationship with them. And maybe inadvertently through building a friendship, you may actually connect with the person you really want to connect with in the first place. Right, Greg, right. Well, well explained. And, you know, the backstory is now very much clear and you are the go-to man for a lot of people because then if, if I don't find Richard Branson directly, I know he knows you. So it's better to get connected with you and through him, everything through you, a lot of things are possible because you are such a successful person. You have got so many mentors. Now I understand, you know, uh, what's the success behind it, but I'll come to that question once again. From an audience perspective, Greg, everybody wants to meet successful people. Some you uh, said how you can do that, but you know, in a in a step-by-step -step process, you know, everybody wants to uh, meet successful people to network with. So first, how do they know who is a successful person for that person? Because all successful people may not be of use to me. They will not become, I will not inherit their property. I will not inherit their business. I only need somebody to guide me, to mentor me, to handhold me in our business. In our business. And if there is a way to um, form partnership with anybody, that would be great. So how does one go from, say, suppose if it's a freelancer, if it's somebody who is working in a, in a particular company at a mid-level or it's a, a slightly higher sort of a business, how does it work for those people? What would you, how would you guide them if there is a step-by-step Amazing. Okay. I love, love, love this question. So here's what to do. Here's the five, five steps here. And I teach this myself. I, I love this question. So the first thing is how is it that I kind of started collecting seven to nine figure entrepreneurs as mentors just kind of by accident today? I have like over 30, 30, like successful mentors that love me. I can call them can help. Like they're happy to help me out. And the first, first things first is you have to have a very, very, very strong mission and a very, very strong purpose. And it's like, what is it that you really want? And what do you really care about? What are you obsessed about? Because if you think about it, these people, people like people who are like them or people like people who are like how they want to be. But the interesting is when you connect with these people and they see how obsessed you are, they see how purpose-driven you are, it reminds them of them and it doesn't even matter what that purpose may be when i got my first mentor who was a millionaire in the 90s my purpose all i cared about more than anything is i just wanted to be confident in myself it wasn't like i had this big goal for anything i just thought i just want to feel good in my own skin so i read books and i listened to tapes and i did whatever i could i went to hot yoga and i worked out and i just was obsessed with finding purpose for this and he really gravitated towards that so that's the first thing People feel your energy and you don't have to be extroverted. I have quite a bit of introvert friends who connect with a lot of people, but the thing is you can't fake that purpose driven energy. So just as you mentioned earlier, KJ, you mentioned you saw my email signature. 
and I'm committed to helping 5 billion people. And when people hear that, they're like, oh, wow, like that's a big goal. That's amazing. I love that goal. And people want to go behind that and they want to support it. So that's step number one. Take the time to really clearly define what is it that you really want, not what you think your parents or your cousins or what other people say that you should do. It's like, no, my heart calls for this. So really listening to yourself. Step number two is now you have to understand what is it that you bring to the table, right? Because right. successful people first need to feel like they win first before they want to connect with you at all. And you may be thinking, I don't know what I have to offer. I, it's not like I'm like super successful. I don't have connections. I don't know what I can really do for people. So there are four different ways to add value to people, especially people who don't need anything from you. So the first way to add value is through money. You know, you can pay for their coaching. You can pay for things that they offer and you can give a testimonial. One thing to keep in mind with these four things of value is this motto that I got from a man named Joe Polish. It's life gives to the giver. So always start with this giving mentality. So first it's like, all right, I'm gonna pay money to start to build this relationship. I had a client who paid $3,000 to be closer to me and my business partner. And he didn't really care about getting anything from our coaching. He really just went in to see if he how he can give to us and form a different and uh, form a relationship. And today he's like a really, really good friend of ours because we're like, man, we love this guy. So that's the first way. Money shortcut, shortcuts it, but I built a $100 million network while sleeping on an air mattress during the pandemic. And I was broke. So I didn't use money to make my connections, right? The, sec the second way to make connections, to add value to people, is through connections. But right. it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I can't make, how can I make connections for these people if I don't even have connections myself? So that's more so of more of like advanced once you have a network that you've built. And now you're like, okay, I see like this person's goal is this. Now you can make, you can be a matchmaker that way. But here's how I actually did it. Here is how I, the third way of value on how I actually connected with these people and why people really gravitated towards me. And people forget that humans are creatures of emotion, not creatures of logic. People want to feel good. Why is, you, why is it that you think that people spend so much time on social media, people spend so much time on TV and all these other things, all these distractions, because they just want to escape these feelings. They want to feel good. So if you can be a, a positive source of emotion for them, they want to hang out with you more. And an, a, a good way to give positive emotion, what I have found, is being a great listener. Because you have to think about it. Here's these really successful people. If they have kids, they're probably like, the kids are probably like, oh my God, mom's talking about business again. Mom's talking about marketing. It's like, oh, I've heard this my whole life. Ah, whatever, I don't want to hear this. Their spouse doesn't want to hear it. Their friends probably already know this stuff. So when they finally have someone to pour it into, they're like, oh my God, someone that's listening. And they want to just, they just want to tell you everything. And that feels so, 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 so amazing because there's so much pain in entrepreneurship. There's so many lessons and they want to get it out because they want to help shortcut that. And there's two, there's two reasons why people want to mentor. It's either they had a mentor and it's shortcutted their, their learning curve and it helped them out tremendously. Well, the second reason why people mentor is because they didn't have a mentor and they knew that they could have shortcutted so much pain and headaches if they actually had somebody who gave them guidance and helped them out. So when you are a person who listens and you are a person who adds positive emotion, and the best way I've done that is just through 
having a positive attitude. It's not through my personality. I'm sure that helps, but I've helped get results for people who don't, who aren't extroverted like me. Right. You can be introverted and you can have a can do attitude. Hey, that sounds amazing. Oh my God. Are you serious? That's incredible. Oh my God. I'm going to implement that tonight. I'm going to do that. Hey, is it okay if I message you after I actually implement that and show and tell you what my results are? Nine times out of 10, 9.5 times out of 10, if you ask them like, hey, is it okay if I share my results with you? They're going to be like, yes, please, of course. Yes, that's amazing. Because think about it. I'm sure you've had a friend at one point who was going through something and you thought, oh, I know the solution to this. Hey, you should do this, 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 and this, and this will solve that. And they say, okay. And then you see them a week later and they did none of that. How frustrating is that? You're like, oh my God, like, I know that if you just did that, it would change your life. It would actually help. So when you actually implement that, they're like, oh, I want to talk to this person again because it feels so good. So positive emotions is a great way to add value. The fourth way to add value is through skills. So we have freelancers, right? We have people who maybe are good at marketing or content creation or, or whatever it is. What you can do is actually provide services for free. So one guy that I met who he was personally mentored by Lewis Howes, and he also built the funnel for Ty Lopez and Sam Ovens that generated over 10 million uh, plus in sales. And what he said that how he got the mentorship role, like how Lewis actually mentored him was he had reached out because he saw that this was like over 10 years ago. He saw that his website wasn't like super good. So I oh, helped out with some stuff. He's like, Oh, no problem. You know, just want to help. And then what happened was Lewis was doing a big launch and their website crashed. It went down. And they called him at two o'clock in the morning. Dude, can you fix this? We need, we need this back up. He gets up and he solves it and they offer him a position. And then they work together for several years, having direct access to Lewis. So you can use your skills to provide value for these people to help them out. Now, step number three. Okay. So first we have to have our mission. Second right. is knowing what value we can provide for them. And there the you had two steps. There you had four steps. Like coaching and all testimonials and attitude uh, and then skills. I'm writing it down. Great. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Great. So then we come to that number third. Step. Yeah. Number three is very, very, very important. Now this is, this is concept called the dream 100 and it's basically 100 people that you want to connect with. It's not vague. It's not like, I kind of want to connect with this person. It's like, I have this person's name down in a spreadsheet. And I have, this per I have this these people in a spreadsheet and I want to connect with these specific people. And the reason why it's important to have 100 is because let's say we want to connect with a, a big person and we say, I really want to be mentored by Tony Robbins. I really want Tony Robbins. I really want Tony Robbins. And you put all your eggs onto Tony Robbins and you're coming off as desperate. But when you have a huge list, you're like, okay, it'd be cool to have Tony Robbins, but like Damon John is also good and this person's also good. So I'm going to reach out and we'll see what happens. And now you're not so much like, I need to make this happen. I need to make this happen. Now you're like, okay, this happens. Awesome. Like think about a person who is a salesperson in a furniture store. And let's say that furniture store gets one person that walks in every single day. How high pressure, how needy is that salesperson going to be? Like they're going to do everything. They're going to be high pressure. They're going to try to do all this stuff. And you're like, oh, icky. I don't know. But if that furniture store got 100 people that walked in per day, it would be completely different. It would be like, okay, hello. And you wouldn't be so trying to make everything happen because you know there's more opportunity to come. So that's number three. Secure so a spreadsheet with the 100 people that you really want to connect with. Step number four is you have to create something 
where you can invite them into. Okay. So you have to understand, okay, what, what is this person's goals? What do they want out of life? Like what's their, what's their mission, right? And your group is to help them reach that mission. So there's different groups you can have. You can have a podcast and I had a podcast and I had the founder of Reebok on my podcast. I had 12 listeners on my podcast. You don't have to have a huge, huge, huge audience in order for you to get big name people. Or you can have something that you really, really love. Like I have a friend that we encouraged to start a film group. He really wanted to connect with filmmakers. All right, he created a free film group. He would go to film events and he said, hey, I have, a, I have this WhatsApp group. Do you want to join? Yes, yes, yes. He got a lot, a lot of yeses. He had 40 to 50 people sign up. And then he started reaching out to successful movie directors. He actually ended up landing someone to speak to his group for free who – uh, this guy was a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. He had this documentary called Icarus on Netflix and then won an Oscar. And he had this guy come speak for free to his group. You can do something like that or you can have something like, oh, you really love innovation. You can have like an innovation group or something like that. But you basically want something where it's easy to invite them in, where they can spread their message to a, like where they feel like they're going to spread their message to a bunch of people. So one thing that I did was like, hey, I see that you do X. My audience is this. I think it would be good for you to break into this audience. I would love to share your message with them and get you more business. And the fact that you led with them first, they're gonna be like, yeah, no problem. Easy. Of course. Sounds great. They feel so appreciative because you actually did your research to see what their mission is. Okay. Now, step five. So, so four is like create some group. It's around your interests. Like I had a 5 a.m. accountability group that I ran every single day. I did 619 meetings, right? But that's something I wanted to do. I wanted to wake up at 5 a.m. So you can literally have, oh, here's a marketing group where you teach marketing or here's this thing on, on you know, biz, the biz dev or whatever it may be. And you, you meet once a week, two, once every two weeks, once a month, whatever it is. Now, the fifth one is the actual messages that you send to these people, right? It's like you have to create a message that actually – they receive well and they feel excited to actually reply to and also don't feel any pressure to reply to. So if you ever read Chris Voss's book, Never Split the Difference, it's, a, it's one of the best business books on negotiation. And he said that one of the most powerful tools in your tool belt for negotiation or whatever it is in life to disarm people is empathy. If I can step in your shoes and I show that I understand you, you are disarmed. Oh, you get me. Oh, thank you. So first things first is you have to realize these people are very busy, okay? They have busy schedules. They have a business they run or, or whatever it is that they're doing. So I always start my emails off with, hey, I know you're really busy, and this is only going to take less than 60 seconds to read. Okay, you acknowledge that I'm busy. And, and like, okay, I, I'm not going to spend three minutes reading this long email. Okay, so all right, cool. I can, I can do one minute. And then, and it's very important that this is not a template. It's very important that you are actually very genuine because when you're genuine, you have like an 80 to 90% success rate when you send a personalized email. Hey, I listened to this specific podcast and this specific point of the podcast, this is what had an impact on me. Hey, I read your book and this had an impact on me by XYZ. This is how this had an impact on my life. Thank you so much. I have this fill in the blank group, podcast, whatever it is, where we like this, this is the mission of that. I see that you do this. It would be, I think it'd be great to have your people listen to the mission. I totally understand if you're too busy to do this right now, even a one line, one or two line response would totally make my day. 
All the best, Greg. So acknowledge, because you don't want them to feel, oh, I have to respond to this person. Be like, hey, I understand if you don't respond to this. It's totally cool. I'm not going to be hurt by it. I'm still just very grateful for you. And they, they leave, whether they respond or not, they're going to leave with a positive emotion. They're going to feel right. grateful. Like I, I emailed the person. I tried to get the CEO of Spotify on my podcast, and I used that template. And it wasn't a good time, but they were very appreciative of it. They're like, oh, thank you for reaching out. But it's just there's no time in the schedule for it right now. So those are that's the five-step process, at least when you're starting from zero, to start connecting with people. Great, great. I've written them all down, and I'm sure a lot of people will certainly benefit out of this. Indeed, and, uh, great. In fact, you know, the second part, especially, you know, how to uh, become of value to people who are uh, who you think are, are you are of no value to, how you can be part of their whole network by, you know, getting connected with them. That's that's great. Uh, great. Now, coming to the uh, second step towards this relationship building, network building is that, OK, you have met people a lot of people want you to meet also suppose you are able to meet and then what happens is that it becomes a one one meeting wonder that's it it's gone how do you build on your that relationship firstly when you are uh, when you don't have much to offer the person is already successful you have created that initial sort of a connect and that person feels that he would like to meet now how do you get to the real part of this networking and take it to the next level when you when that person becomes a part uh, feels that you are a part of him and then the real journey starts how does it happen yes oh the great question so one thing that i learned from chris voss he he said that most people are so concerned with the first impression i've got to show up and i got to make sure i make a first impression but he said that's actually not as important as the last impression because what happens is your brain actually does remember most of what happens. Your brain remembers most of what happens after it reaches the highest peak of emotion in the interaction. Okay. So the last impression is actually the lasting impression. So the last question you ask people is actually the most important question to ask. And there's two different questions I like to ask. The first question is I say, Hey, what are your goals? I would love to see if there's something that I can do to best help and support you. And the last impression, they usually say, thank you. Oh, that's amazing. And they'll often tell you, I'm looking to do this, 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 and this. And you say, all right, amazing. And if you can help, great. If, if not, what I like to do as well, this is, this is what I feel like I do best, is after interactions and if we exchange contact, what I usually do is I go back and I say, hey, this part in the conversation that we had a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever that time we talked, hey, I did this because of it, and this is what happened. I just want to say thank you so much. It's literally a gift. Oh, thank you for your knowledge. It really helped me out. And now they're like, oh, my God. Like, that's amazing. I really appreciate that. And here's what's interesting what happens. When you start connecting with a lot of people and you start hearing people's goals a lot, you think, oh, and then you hear somebody else say, oh, I'm looking to do this. And you see these people connect. So, for example, I had this man named Roland Frazier on my podcast. Very, very, very successful entrepreneur. I think he's doing, he's probably almost at a billion uh, at this point. 
And I had him on my podcast and the podcast ended and I said, hey, Roland, what are your goals? And he said, hey, man, well, I'm looking to get big name speakers on my podcast and I'm looking to get big name speakers on my stage. So I was like, okay, well, I don't really know anybody's success, like super like celebrity status to have on a stage or I don't like know A-list celebrities. But what happened was I actually ended up interviewing the founder of Reebok because he came out with the book. I had like 12 listeners on my podcast and I said, hey, I would love to promote your book to my podcast. Your, your book to my audience. He said, okay, amazing. And I asked Joe, which is the founder of Reebok, I asked him, what are your goals? He goes, I'm looking to make my book number one. I'm looking to get on as many podcasts as I possibly can. And I go, oh, Roland is looking for guests. He's looking to be a guest. I connected them to. So I connected the super successful entrepreneur, Roland, to the founder of Reebok, and then they had a podcast together. And the thing is, it's like always looking at, like, hey, I know this person's goals. I know what they look, I know what they want. And I'm just always like, at the back of my mind, I have that. And I go through my everyday life. And when something happens, I go, oh, I can make this connection. Boom. Easy. The best thing is, we're not trying to make the connection happen in one month or three months. We're trying to make the connection happen over the course of 16 months, three years, five years, 10 years. I'm not so concerned about making this happen right now. But I do want this person in my life in 20 to 30 years. Because that friendship with the successful people over that course of time, that's where the real juice and that's where the real opportunity happens. So my biggest thing is always how can I help them solve their, their challenges? And even if not that, they still appreciate the fact that you asked. The second question I ask is what's one thing that I can do right now to best support you? And they always appreciate that question as well. And I guarantee you, most people they're, they're talking to don't ask them that. Most people they're talking to aren't leading with value. Most people they're talking to are trying to take something from them. Most people they're talking to are trying are, 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 are fanning over them, right? They're trying to get something. But when you actually go into the interaction to give, it puts you in a different compartment. And they remember that. They may not remember your face, but they will remember how you made them feel. And every time you interact with them, and if it's a positive emotion, that builds up over time. So that is what I always do is always just like, or whatever they say, something like, oh, hey, um, here's, here's a resource. But there is a guy I had on my podcast in 2020. And I sent him a message, an email two weeks ago saying, oh, bro, that one thing you said on my podcast, like, I'm, I, I just realized the weight of that this, like recently. I just want to say thank you so much. And I don't even know if he remembers me. But the fact I just sent that, I'm sure it made him really happy, even if for five seconds or so. The, the, the game here is positive emotions. That's all it is. How many times can you add positive emotions to this person? Okay, great. Okay. So in the first meeting, you ask for the person's goals. First meeting or whenever. What if the other person asks you, what do you tell? Listen, I networked because I wanted something from you. So how does it work if the person asks you about your mission, your goals, where exactly, what, what exactly you want from it? How do you put it? Yes. So it, it, it also, it really depends on the person. So for example, well, I'll take, I'll take that guy, Roland Frazier again, because he turned that question back on me. He said, Greg, how can I help support you? Right. And I know he's friends with Ty Lopez for those who know Ty Lopez. And I was like, oh man, like I can ask him for intros to Ty Lopez, like to have on my podcast. And I just said, hey, you know what, Roland? 
there is a way you can help me out, but I'd rather see how I can help add value to you and eventually becoming a member of your mastermind, which is, which is for a group of seven to nine figure entrepreneurs who have made at least 30, who it costs 30 K and um, you have to, the minimum bare minimum is your business needs to be doing seven figures to so say, yeah. And one day even becoming a member of your, your mastermind and he goes, Oh, amazing. Well, Hey, um, we have a, we have a mastermind coming up in two months. Like here, I'll have you as my guest, just shoot me a text and I'll put you on the guest list. And I was like, what did he just say? <laughs> and I'm like, did he say text him? I'm like, does he mean email? I'm like, so is email or text work better for you? And he's like, just text me. I'm like, okay, what's your number? <laughs> so it depends on the person. If there's someone who you really, really, really want to connect with, one thing that I do is I, I just say, nope. I look at it as a social bank account. And with a bank account, you, you put deposits, right? You put money, you put money, and you have to be selective on how much you withdraw. And you don't want to overdraw. And if it's someone you really want to connect with, I'm like, nope, I'm not, I'm not ready to make a withdrawal here yet. I'm going to add more deposits over time where I feel like now I can make a bigger withdrawal. And some people, I depends on the level they're at and the how the connection I want to go. I'll be like, oh, hey, I really appreciate you asking. I'm working on this, this, and this. If you know somebody who this is, is, uh, is a good fit for, I'd appreciate it. Right, right, Vic. So there is this term authentic networking. Uh, when you network with a purpose, is that authentic networking? Is it sometimes some people may feel that one is becoming selfish and then you go and talk about empathy. Some people are quite a bit sensitive, so they need to explain themselves how and justify it to themselves that I'm not only networking and not manipulating. Mm -hmm. How does it work? What is authentic networking all about? And how does this achieving your goals with a proper strategy, meeting the right people, uh, gel with uh, with this with this particular stuff called authentic network, as well as your conscience? Yes, this is uh, man. You you ask really great questions, really great questions. So, what I do is first and foremost, I don't go to any events that are free, unless it's like I'm going unless I'm just going to speak. So if it's like, oh, networking event for this, whatever it is, and if even it's like $10, I, I want to pay like $300, $500, $1,000, dollars to get into the room because that weeds out a lot of people who are like, nope, I don't want to pay or, or maybe they can't afford it or whatever it is. But now you have a select quality group of people who have paid to go to something and I only go to things that interest me. So I was just at a conference that was on marketing. I want to learn more about marketing. So I'm like, okay. I'm gonna go learn about marketing and the people who are at this event also want to learn about marketing. So we have something in common to talk about. And the thing that I always do is like, okay, well, I know that I'm only probably going to connect with one out of 20 people here. Doesn't matter what the event, there's going to be one person in here out of 20 and it varies depending on where you go. But I'm like, okay, well, I always look for energy. I'm like, okay, I don't, and the, and the questions I ask are very deliberate too. I don't ever ask someone, hey, what do you do? I always ask people, hey, what are you most excited about right now? Or I ask, oh, so what's your story? And just stuff like that. And I just look for little things 
to get them talking and I look for commonalities in that. If someone's like, oh, you know, I'm really excited about this thing that I'm learning about this and I'm doing that, we have, we're electric is flying in the electricity is flying in the air. If they say something that they're excited about, I don't really get it. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. And the, the conversation typically fizzles out and that's okay. A lot of people you're not going to connect with, but that one person you meet, you're going to talk to that person for maybe an hour, maybe two hours. You're going to go out to lunch. You're going to stay in touch because the person that you're looking for is also looking for you. And when you guys connect, it's just boom. So when I talk about authentic networking, it's like, okay, I don't try to make every, anything happen with everybody. I just try to make something happen with just the right people that we really get along with. Okay. Okay. And uh, in terms of, you see, uh, uh, mentorship. Now, you have built a lot of connects, network. You are, you know, whining and dining perhaps with the uh, right, uh, right people, successful people. And you know you will reach your destination someday. Would you call these people as your mentors or you would have to take an extra step to make mentors out of those people? How does it work? Because you seem to have a huge number of mentors taking a book, you know, cue out of your story. What would you suggest to them? If it's the same thing, if it's a different thing, if it's not the same thing, how do you get them to mentor you in what you are? wanting to achieve in life in the real sense in the true sense you know goals missions like your goal might have been to earn money but then when you are trying to help five billion people that's a real mission that's where i see the difference actually. Mm -hmm. so how does one do that i think so i think the the biggest thing first and foremost is just whatever the mission is like own that mission if it's like i want to make a billion dollars or i just want to i want to make a million or whatever it is like that's totally cool because there's people out there who like, awesome, I respect that and I want to help you get there. So when it comes to my network, I have people in my network who I have stronger relationships with, mentors who have strong relationships with, and I have mentors who I have, I have mentors who have loose relationships with. They do need some more deposits in terms of the bank account. But nonetheless, if I reach out to them, they're going to be happy to hear from me. But there are people like, for example... I have this woman who was the number one advertiser in the U.S. at age 24. She had her work hung up in the Smithsonian uh, Museum at age 31. And she's, she gets paid, I believe, $50,000 per keynote speech that she does. And she's a very well-sought-out speaker. Her name is Sally Hogshead. And good friend. Really, really good friend. You know, we just had a conversation. I actually met her at the marketing event that I was at. We had a, we had a good conversation. She... She like was super happy to see me. And I think it's very important that it really, really matters the room in which you meet, you meet these people in. So for example, I met Chris Voss, author of Never Split the Difference, at the mastermind that Roland invited me to. So it's not like I just met him at the bar. I met him at an event where people are doing at least seven figures. With Sally, I got into this event. Like, oh, so it was a Maverick event, the, part, the company that I'm partnered with. And I met her at that event. So it's like, oh, and then I had, you know, I had lunch with Deepak Chopra and the guy who runs the Deepak Chopra Foundation. And it was just like, oh, I just met them in that room. So I think the more money that you can pay or like you don't have to pay much money. You, I've gotten to rooms that I had to pay to get into and you meet quality people there. 
And there's people that you just meet who you're like, oh, I'm gonna get you into this event. For example, I got into the, there was this ball. It was a royal ball with royalty and billionaires. It was the first royal ball in the palace of Versailles since the French Revolution. And I happened to know the chairwoman of the event. Um, and like, I just, you know, just introduced her to a couple people who could possibly go. And she invited me to be her guest at the Royal ball. And I was at a dinner table and there was literally was a prince at my dinner table and connected with this guy who was like a very famous Danish astronaut. And uh, I think the higher quality room you meet them in, like the more strong they're going to be like, Oh, this is really awesome. Cause they want to meet other successful people as well. Right. Right. Great. Thank you so much for all this information, you know, uh, and insights into how this thing works and not only purely from a purpose of just achieving some money, but achieving the larger purpose in life. So how does one connect with you, uh, Craig? How does one become part of your community, part of your network? And if they want to take, you know, uh, your assistance, help, engage with you, everybody wants to become go from, you know, from seven figures to nine figures to 10 figures and perhaps a bigger, bigger number if that is possible. How does it work? Amazing. So the best, best, best way to get in touch with me and see what I offer is just go to my Instagram. It's at Greg the Maverick. And depending on when you're listening to this, I'm about to come out with this free interview with one of my mentors who he's, he's the guy who's personal friends with Richard Branson, friends with Tim Ferriss, friends with like Sarah Blakely, all these like really high level people. And me, my business partner and him, we all have each have our own billion dollar network and it's like 45 minutes and we just go deep dive on how we look at relationships and different nuances. So if you want that, just DM me the word uh, billion on Instagram and then I'll, I'll get that to you. It's completely free. Um, the biggest thing is my, I came from domestic violence and I just want to help people succeed by helping learn how to build the right relationship. So um, any way that I can help, I'm very happy to. Right, right. In fact, I'll add this information about your Instagram and all this accounts so that people can uh, find, to the YouTube description so that they can connect with you from there so that it's easy for them so i'll certainly take it from you now my last question you know greg is uh is a very important one because success is fine you have achieved a lot but how did you reach that you see you are a great inspiration and i'm not telling you because you are on a podcast of mine and all it's a small podcast and i'm trying to do whatever i can for this it's the background that you come from and it's for today's generation your dad went to prison. Your uncle used to snort cocaine in the same room. And the difficult childhood that you had. Anybody in today's time, so many of them, they have a bit of problem. They have a bit of difficulty. And they start losing hope. They feel that as if, you know, all the difficulties of the world have been unleashed on them. And they go wayward. Even you could have gone towards that same line. But it did not happen that way. And then you reach to the point where you are. And not only that, some people may just think I've got security needs. So I'll earn a lot of money. I'll feel about and you get revengeful. You go and spend all that thing and spend your life perhaps 
to take revenge on people who have wronged you. That's one way of looking. But you did not also look at just purely earning money and be happy about it. And then you have the larger mission in life. That is what is inspiring. You did not stop just with the goal of adding money to whatever you already have in your bank accounts. You have created a community and that thing will continue to be there even if tomorrow the world does not exist. In, in a way, it will be there when, even when you are not there in this world. What would you like to tell people who are going through difficulties, youngsters? What is it that guided you? What is it that you want to tell them that, listen, man, if today is tough, tomorrow will be better. But you've got to make it better. How do you do that? Not Nobody else can tell it better than you, sir. So you tell. Take your time. I'm all listening. This is my last question. This is such a amazing and very important question. And I've never been asked this question before on a podcast. And I really want to thank you for asking that. I really want to thank you for asking that. Man, I, I know what it's like to feel that you're not meant for great things. I know what it's like to feel like it's really hard and you see other people on social media who are doing amazing things and you look at their stories, you look at their Instagram posts, you look at their Facebook link, whatever it is, their job, their spouse, whatever it is. And we look at that and we, and we wish we had that. And the truth of the matter is you can, you can have all of that and, and much, 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 much more through the first thing is being like, okay, I'm not happy with the situation that I'm in. What, what can I do about this? What's one step that I can take? For me, I, I found a lot through books like Mindset by Carol Dweck or different things like As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. All this information and not just reading it, but also taking it very seriously and applying it. Because if you truly, genuinely apply the information that's in there and you know I, I can... I can, if I can make my life at least 3% better, then that's worth it. It's not about, I want to make the huge leap to 50% better, 100% better. I want to make this huge leap in one year. One of my favorite books of all time is, it, it was the book that changed my mindset of success. And it really put success into perspective for me. And it's a book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And this man was a publisher for Success Magazine and he had a bunch of people, very successful people, pitching him and talking all this stuff. And he started to see a trend amongst these successful people. He saw that there, there truly is nothing called the overnight success. What he found is these people had what's called the compound effect working for them, where you take daily, seemingly insignificant actions consistently over a long period of time. So that might look like, oh, I'm just going to do five minutes of yoga a day, or I'm going to do five minutes of meditation, or I'm going to do, I'm going to read five pages of a book a day. That doesn't, 
the next week, your life still looks the same. A month, your life still looks the same. You're not making a big difference. But the compound effect is you may not see results in a month or six months or a year, but, but give it a year and a half. Give it three years. Give it five years. Give it 10 years. Then you're really going to see life really, really compound for you. As a matter of fact, this concept is so powerful that Benjamin Franklin, when he died, he put in his will that he wanted schools built to teach children about this concept. Charlie Munger, who was Warren Buffett's business partner, said that the reason why most people don't get the success that they want is they, it's because they keep interrupting the compound effect from taking place. I believe it was Albert Einstein that said compound interest, which is the compound effect, should be the ninth or the eighth wonder of the world because it's so powerful. So it's just about, okay, how can I just take daily consistent actions? For myself, I just did a year of travel and I've been active my whole life and I've been struggling to get myself to exercise and I'm like, I don't wanna do 30 minutes of exercise. But I said, you know what? I can do three minutes of exercise. And if I can do three minutes of exercise for 60 days, don't you think if I'll start to now want to do 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, make it easy for yourself to take action and reward yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Hey, do one minute of meditation. Do one, do 30 seconds of journaling. These little things will start to add up little by little over time. And before you know it, you're going to have so much momentum in your life that you're going to be like, oh my God, wow. I remember when, I remember I was in the gym working out and I was just like standing thinking, oh my goodness, I built all this momentum for myself and I could have never, ever imagined myself having this momentum like, whoa, like it was harder for me to not take action than it was for me to actually take action. It was way easier for me to actually take action because I built that momentum over time. And they also talk about that and the compound effect. And I also will say that if you, if you need help, like reach out to me on Instagram. Like I, I know what it's like to go through difficult times and I know what it's like to be hopeless. I know what it's like to wish you were somebody else or wish that you weren't alive. I've, I've, I've experienced the whole gamut of emotions and I'm happy to help any way I can or provide resources to, to really help out. Because if I know one thing to be true, it's that you can change your life and you're just one relationship away from making that happen. It takes one relationship to really make a huge difference in your life. It's done for me and it's done for a lot of my friends. And I would love to help you do that too. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass. Thank you so much.